Hi, and welcome back. Day two of our Media Boat Podcast Wrap-Up 2017 Release Recap. By installment, the year that was. So yesterday on Monday, Christmas Day, we talked about movies. Today, we're talking about TV, television. Yes. That's the little box that glows that you watch all your Netflix on. It's that Black Mirror there. <laughs> yeah. Shit, I just remember, Black Mirror came out this year. Black Mirror came out this year. A bunch <laughs> of other TV shows did too, and we're going to talk about television in all sorts of ways. So if you're unfamiliar with our format, the way we do these shows is first we recap the year that was. We talk about from the beginning to the end the major events in television that happened. Major shows, cancellations, events, sporting stuff. You get to talk about sports, aren't you happy? Yes, this is my sports section. Uh, so yeah, um, then, then uh, to cap things off, we're going to have our top five television shows of the year. We're going to do an individual, and then we're going to choose a number one show of the year for the Media Boat Podcast, if we can agree on something. I think which we I'm can. not sure if we will this year. Well, I'm sure we'll find something. Maybe. But yeah, so uh, let's get right into it. Let's not uh, dwell on it too much longer. Let's talk about the year of television. Well, starting off in January, and the big show that opens the year every year. Playoffs. 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 Playoffs? Uh, I'm talking about (laughs) the NCAA football championship. Yeah. Where Clemson beat Alabama, and ironically enough, they're playing again this year. The tide got rolled, but we'll have to see if the tide gets rolled again. Yes. Uh, the tag got rolled earlier this year. Yeah, they did. Uh, but still, somehow made the playoffs uh, at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about uh, the actual big show that happened. Uh, Super Bowl. Yes, the Super Bowl happened. With Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga had a halftime force. show, which was a wonder to watch. That thing was crazy. Yes. Uh, from, flying into yes the, from flying into the stage to jumping off of it to catch football. Yeah. Uh, she is now actually being recruited by the New York Giants as a receiver. Yeah, if you want to see a little bit behind the scenes about how Lady Gaga uh, prepared for the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, the Netflix documentary about Lady Gaga actually talks about it in depth, and you get to see her training with her dancers backstage. It's fascinating stuff, so check that out if you're at all interested in how uh, Lady Gaga prepares her craft. Right. But yeah. Anyways, <laughs> a- anyways uh, not even being sarcastic. It's actually amazing. Right. That's a warning. Also, also, um, do you remember who did the national anthem? No. Luke <laughs> Bryan. Oh, right. Okay. Luke uh, Bryan had quite a weird seventeen, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, also, this was in. Uh, this was, of course, New England versus Atlanta Falcons, in which the goat himself made one of the greatest yeah. comebacks ever in football. It was not just s- Super Bowl, but just. Football ever, 24-3, yeah. 27-3, yeah. down with, like, 17 minutes to go in the game? Yeah. Uh, needless to say, uh, I wasn't super happy with how that game came out, but overall, it's... Uh, uh, someone will disagree with you on that. It's probably <laughs> cemented uh, cemented uh, Brady's reputation in, oh, yes. in forever now, and... For some stupid reason, we'll be calling him the greatest for, for uh, player in the history of the sport for years. We're going to call yes. <laughs> I think he cemented himself as the GOAT. I mean, now that Peyton has retired. Yeah. I cannot challenge him on that. Yeah. Oh, well. Yes. Anyways. Anyways. Moving on to happier things. Yeah, moving on to other things. <laughs> uh, Netflix bought Jerry Springer. Or, yeah. Sorry, Jerry Seinfeld. Give, give or take. Yeah. They spent a bunch of money on uh, locking up... Uh, 
uh, exclusive rights to show some of stand-up specials and also a special... A special uh, uh, cars, comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah, uh, which already existed on the internet, but now will be absorbed into the Netflix family. Yep. Which hasn't happened yet, actually. I thought this would have happened already. No, 2018. Okay. So soon. Right. Any next? Uh, just, just a wrap-up from the previous year with in terms of the SAG Awards and the Emmys. Uh, the fact that Sarah Paulson swept yeah. everything. And because of that, she's actually getting good roles in TV now, or in movies. Yeah, Sarah Paulson uh, in uh, Steve, Steve Spielberg's The Post. Yes, uh, this is, of course, from uh, her take of uh, The People vs. O.J. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was definitely what made her a star, for sure. And yeah, she kept uh, getting this... awards, even even in 2017. Um, Doctor Who News, Peter Capaldi... Uh, announced that this would be his last time as the Doctor. Right, officially out as the Doctor. And then Done. later in the year, we got a new Doctor reveal. Um, yes, for the first time in the history of the show, the the Doctor will be played by a woman. Yes, uh, which is exciting. That has yet to premiere. Uh, the Christmas special just did though. So if you want to know uh, how they uh, basically uh, uh, transfer power, transfer power, uh, that's probably in there. So check that transfer out. Transfer power. You know what I mean. Like they they, they have to have a passing it's reincarnation. Torch no, it's a reincarnation. It's a re- yeah. Oh my god. Regeneration, guys. Regeneration. I know what the term is, but for, <laughs> I'm trying to generalize it for people who don't watch the show. I, 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 <laughs> I think regeneration is a general word. By the way, that's this a, is Malia talking. <laughs> that's, that's the world of the, the TV show, though. I'm trying to put it in the world of actually what's actually happening. No, but that's real world <laughs> word. Yes. But that's not something that's physically possible for people to do. I didn't think it was physical. Okay. <laughs> anyway. God. Yes, I'm Malia. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. Yes. Uh, anyways, um, speaking of passing the torch, Bob Costas will be leaving us uh, for the NBC <laughs> Olympics coverage. Yes, he will not be doing the Olympics coverage. Uh, that said, we'll go to Mike Tirico, uh, who will be making his debut at the upcoming Winter, Oli- Winter Olympics. Which will be this February. Yes. Uh, yes, in Pin, uh, Pyong, Cheng, Pyeongchang, uh, yeah. South Korea? Uh? I think that's South Korea. Yes. Don't change South Korea? <laughs> sounds right. Oh, dear. We are worldly. Um, right. Also, <laughs> happening early this year, which I also attended, the uh, NHL All-Star Game. Yeah. That was this year. Yeah. It, I think those are every year. Uh, yes, but the fact that I was in L.A. and I went to them, uh, this is kind of special. Also, I forgot that happened this year. Yeah. That's such a long time ago. It's been a long year. It has been a long year. All right. Yep. What else? Speaking of it being a long year, this was the year that Viacom pulled most of its shows from Hulu. Right, yes. In kind of a a power move, but also because they were launching CBS All Access. Right. Uh, CBS, some classic CBS shows are still available to watch on Hulu. Mm. Uh, however, most of it was uh, moved over to CBS Access. Yes. Um, so if you want to see CBS shows for some stupid reason, you can check it out on, C- on CBS All Access. <laughs> yes, uh, including that uh, Star Trek show. Which, which actually I heard is okay. Okay. I've heard I, much about that it. That I've been actually hearing okay things about. So. Okay. Um, also earlier this year, uh, the, Academy, the Academy Awards had quite the blunder yes, that uh, was talked about. So yeah, we didn't talk about this in movies, but yes, uh, the Academy Awards 
had a, a water cooler moment, you could say, involving oh. the calling of uh, Best Picture, yeah. uh, where it was uh, miscalled mis for La La Land, only to be corrected to the rightful winner, Moonlight, in a weird, weird, weird five minutes of television. Right. Uh, the reason for it uh, was that there were two copies of the same envelope, or two copies on both sides of the stage in terms yeah. of when the actors uh, enter. And one was given the best actress, which was just announced for Emma uh, Stone, La La Land. Which so, is why when he opened it, he said La La Land right. instead of reading right. Moonlight, so, yeah. which was the actual winner. It was a weird moment, uh, but it got corrected pretty quickly. Um, and But yes, it ended up being a lot of fun for the internet. Yes. Uh, it also got Steve Harvey out of the doghouse for quite sure a bit. Sure did. <laughs> uh, let's see. Moving on. YouTube Red. Yes. Was a thing that uh, went wide this year, uh, that being YouTube TV as well. Yeah, their kind of TV streaming service uh, uh, was was uh, debuted, I guess you could say, this year. Yep. Um, YouTube TV, the paid subscription, where they made deals with CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, and ESPN for those sports stuff. Yes, yeah. all, all those sports, sports stuff. stuff. <laughs> uh, speaking of ESPN, that sports stuff. They had a, another big round of layoffs this year. Yeah, not a not. It's continuing to not be great times for ESPN, as we've talked about forever on this podcast. Yes, uh, we we continue to watch the do, the decline of ESPN from the once high lofty go to sports page. Yeah. To now it's, um, I guess you could say. Comedic LeBron take? Yeah. The LeBron show, maybe? <laughs> uh, also, earlier this year, Netflix launched its very own Choose Your Own Adventures. Yeah, yeah, they, they've been big on those this year. Yep. Uh, the first two being um, animated. One of uh, Puss in Boots. The other one of Bucky Barnes, Bucky Lassick. <laughs> Bucky Lightning something. You named, like, two things that do not exist in that universe, but sure. <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, so they have a plan to do an adult-oriented one of those soon, so we'll see see what happens out of that. Yeah. And also this year, SNL went live on, on the West Coast. Coast. Yep. Uh, they did a live feed, uh, 8.30 for West Coast, same as the East Coast, uh, for the last four shows of the previous year. Yeah. A previous season, and they continued that tradition, or that new uh, style, this year. Yeah. So this this season. is probably also an opportunity to just briefly talk about the year in SNL. And that was a, it's yeah. been a pretty okay season. Uh, no, like, absolute crazy highlights, but strong sketches almost every week. Um, right, they did bring in two new head writers. Yeah, uh, and another two. Another uh, two, both recently. recently. Um, and yeah, like, uh, they've still kind of riding on the coattails of... Uh, the, the Trump character uh, played by Alec Baldwin. And each of the uh, rest of the cast is getting their own um, um, special characters. characters in this weird political circus that is our... our uh, administration. Uh, yeah, administration uh, for the next four years. Uh, presumably. Presumably. Unless something else happens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's been an okay season, but they also did that experiment uh, during the summer where they did the summer edition weekend update, yep. uh, which was all right. Yeah, that was only last for four weeks, but... Uh, because there's a lot to talk about, I mean, it did help 
Court kind of relieved some of that. Yeah, they got, they had stuff they, they needed to talk about, so yeah, they, they, they got a, a, a venue to do so. But yeah, overall, um, I think a pretty solid season. Yep. Um, let's see. Also, uh, going back to sports real quick, the NCAA Final Four. Uh, that's, that's, of course, your college basketball. Southern, uh, South Carolina versus Gonzaga and Oregon versus North Carolina were your top four with, I want to say, South Carolina winning it all? <laughs> yes. Uh, North Carolina. Congrats to North Carolina. One of those Carolinas. Yes. Both, yeah, for the first time, both North and South were in the final four. But yes, I have here North Carolina winning uh, the insane third month basketball tournament. <laughs> uh, also, Triple H retires. The wrestler. From wrestler. And John Cena proposed to got married. Who? John Cena. Oh. There we go. There we go. <laughs> John Cena. John Cena. Yes. <laughs> um, also this year, we got new Rick and Morty finally. You did. Yep. Season three <laughs> finally came. You also had the year where the Rick and Morty fan community pretty much ate itself. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> Uh, because of that, Rick and Morty did not make my top five. <laughs> Needless to say. Needless to say, uh, they kind of ruined that. They took something good and... Squandered it? Squanched it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. Yes. Uh, this, of course, all began with the famous Mulan Szechuan sauce. Right, yes. And the rest is history. Yes. Uh, also happening this year, the writer's strike... Uh, negotiations uh, between four of the writers uh, yeah. went on strike. Uh, almost happened. Yes, almost, almost happened. It was nearly Literally averted. 11th hour um, save. Yeah, uh, so they ended up uh, averting a strike, so we did not have a writer's strike. But still, uh, there was definitely talks for a while that it was almost going to happen. Right. Uh, the main thing they wanted was streaming. Yes. Streaming, and they uh, got that. Yes, and they got that. Yep. Uh then, of course, there was the whole um, letting go of people, let's say. Starting with Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, we talked about it this bit on the movie podcast, but yes, a lot of people, uh, a lot of scumbags uh, lost their job because of uh, things that they had done, and uh, rightfully so. So, uh, yeah, that happened to uh, Bill O'Reilly, uh, Charlie Rose, yep. uh, uh, what's the, uh, Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. Uh, I'm sure there's more. <laughs> yes, uh, Lucy K. Lucy K. Losing his TV deal and subsequently his Kevin uh, Spacey, Kevin Spacey yep, losing the Netflix, Netflix stuff. stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah, a lot of bad stuff came back to haunt people. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably what we're gonna say about that. Was that gonna be our year topic? I don't know. That's for the, the I guess our bonus show to figure out. No, 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 no. But for like of TV. I don't know. Let's let's finish it up and we'll then we'll decide how about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Other stuff that happened this year. Um, NFL Draft and Kentucky Derby happened. Game of Thrones, developing four spinoffs. Yeah. Uh, possible uh, for for once that season ends, or that series ends. In, who knows now? Was supposed to be next year? Could be 2019 now? Who knows? But, something that's not going away anytime soon. Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Who's had... Quite a good year. Yeah, uh, with maybe one misstep. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Sean Spicer stuff was not in the greatest of taste. No. Uh, at the Emmys. Uh, but other than that, um, yeah, uh, quite, a, quite a strong year for him. Yeah, uh, he took the number one title from Jimmy Fallon in terms of late night hosts. Yeah. Uh, he was also caught under fire from the FCC for several jokes made. Yeah, yeah. But that didn't last for a whole while. Oh, no, because he is a comedian. This is something that does happen on a ring, yeah. on a nightly basis. Pretty and much. it was nothing that was too out there. He has made other vulgar jokes. <laughs> right. Uh, also other uh, obscene gestures. Let's <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> but um, FXX or the Fox, Fox Network has doubled down on Donald Glover. Yeah. A big, big year for Donald Glover, actually. Was yes, he uh, took home an Emmy this year. Yep, for Atlanta. Uh, yeah. Atlanta got not only for two seasons, but Donald Glover got uh, is supposed to create two more shows uh, for FX, FX or FXX. One of them. One of those. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, he also had a, a, a music release, but this is not the music uh, podcast. No, but still big yes. year for Donald Glover. Yeah. Also, uh, he was announced as the voice of Simba. Yeah. Which we covered yesterday. Yesterday. Let's see here. Uh, Moving on, moving on, moving on. A lot of new TV stuff came out this year. Uh, I'll talk about a couple of those shows later that we watched. Uh, Carpool Karaoke. Going to Apple. Yeah, that That was a weird one. Also, uh, CBS Entertainment scheduling. Uh, uh, Kelly Call has been promoted to the president of CW's heading of programming. Right, There's yes. a lot of shake-up in terms of uh, heads of uh, programming here. Yeah. A lot of people moved around. A lot of people got fired. And, yeah. So we'll see how that actually plays out over the next couple of years. Whether it's good or bad. Indeed. Um, in sports news... Uh, Albert Pujols of the Angels <laughs> hit his 600th home run via a grand slam. Yeah. Uh, in the NBA, the Warriors are the year NBA champions. They came out to play. Yep. And the Boston <laughs> Bruins are your NHL. Stanley Cup Stanley winners. Stanley Cup winners. I'm oh, sorry, not the Bruins. The Penguins. My yeah. Bad. Wow. Jeez. Yes. Before you can slip. Yep. What could they play? <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Uh, moving on. Do you remember what uh, Shark Week? Do I? Yes. Yes, Michael Shell. Michael Shell. Michael Shelps. Michael Phelps uh, raced a shark. Yes. Kind of. <laughs> kind sort of. Not really. And lost. Yes. Because, of course, he lost. Because it's a freaking shark. Yes. Uh, Alf Baldwin got a one night only uh, thank you night. Yeah. Uh, uh, special guest for him. Uh, for his work. Also, Mystery Science Theater 3000 returned. Sure did, and it was amazing, and they've uh, confirmed another whole season of it. Yep. Uh, NBC Sports will stream the, uh, announced that it will stream the English Premier League with no cable subscription required to watch it. So all you uh, soccer heads, (laughs) soccer fans out there, got all Soccer heads. Yep. Right, moving into the summer. Yeah, moving into the summer. Uh, Peyton Manning hosted the ESPYs, uh, which followed the Home Run Derby, uh, which was won by one Giancarlo Stanton, who faced off against 
uh, our favorite player of the MLB so far, <laughs> Mr. Creative Player himself, number 99. Here comes the judge. Andrew Judge. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Which, funny enough, they're now teammates. Yeah, weirdly. Weirdly. Yep. Uh, and uh, Florida Gators beat the LSU Tigers to win the College World Series. And that is baseball. Uh, moving on. Rick and Morty, more Rick and Morty stuff. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, we're pretty much done with that. Uh, South Park announced that it was going away from its serialization back to its standard yep. episodic form. Yet, watching this most recent season, eh. it kind of kept the serialization. <laughs> like, not in a full sense, but in a way that the serialization is not going to go away. Yeah. I feel like. Especially, like, the way that they do stuff, the way they do comedy... And try to keep things topical. It's hard to go completely away from a serialization of this thing will lead to this, that leads to that. Yeah. Let's see. Moving on. Uh, Steve Whitmire, aka the voice of Kermit, <laughs> was let go this year. Yeah. In a well, how how would you say not fired, but it was creative, differences. creative differences. Yeah, which is that's our a, favorite. Phrase, dumb phrase for when people leave a project. But in yes. this case, it was accurate. Whereas, like, they didn't want, they didn't like where the character was going. Right. So they're changing the character up. Yep. Let's see. The Doctor Who Christmas special kind was announced. Kind of. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. One of the big stories that you probably didn't know about, but actually happened. Yeah. Uh, the scripts that. Well, no, we talked about this. Oh, no, no, no. I know, but just people in general don't know yeah. like, what the Scripps Network actually is. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, Discovery Communicate, so Discovery Channel, uh, via Viacom, bought the Scripps Network. Right. Which in, uh, consisted of HGTV, Food Network, Travel, and the Travel Channel, as, as well as a bunch of other uh, small cable channels as well. Um, this is just... A case of just gobbling up media, mm-hmm. which was a common theme <laughs> throughout the <laughs> throughout year. The year. Sure. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, moving on to August. Congratulations, and uh, let's just go ahead and jump uh, to the end of baseball here. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations to the Houston Astros for winning the World Series and avenging the city of Houston. For its uh, devastating loss in um, hurricanes. Yeah. That's definitely a big win for the city. Uh, they, of course, beat the hometown heroes for us, the L.A. Dodgers. Right. In a intense World Series. Intense was, is, is underselling that thing. It was, in, it was crazy. If baseball ever needed a series to get people to watch it again, this was, this it. was it. And, yeah, it got me to watch it. And I don't... I, before this year... Uh, for reasons we'll get into the video game episode, I wasn't that interested in, in baseball, but yep. uh, this this was the year that kind of changed that for me. But yeah, um, in terms of Olympic uh, news, we got uh, the next couple of games set for the Summer Olympics. Yeah, uh, as we know, Tokyo will be in twenty twenty. Paris won the twenty twenty four Olympics. Yep, but only because LA decided to bow out of that yeah. and take take one, take, the next one, one. take the next one. So, 2028, the L.A. Olympics. Right. So, get ready. So, we have 10 years to prepare. <laughs> Not enough time. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. PBS president and CEO Paula Krieger uh, warned in a statement that they are losing funding for not only them because they are public broadcasting, but a lot of local channels, uh, local stations, and smaller stations were losing funding as well, which ended up being uh, resolved, you could say, by the FCC. Yeah. If that's how you want to put it. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, because the FCC allowed for bigger companies uh, to basically regionalize everything. To own own uh, networks, uh, basically uh, changing the law that was established in the 1996 Telecommunications Act. Basically saying, like, no, 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 that's cool. You guys can buy stuff and expand in uh, these uh, local markets now. So look forward to the uh, kind of the commodification of your local TV stations. Right, which means uh, basically the L.A. market now covers Orange County and, like, just... I mean, it already kind of has, but yeah. But it just expands. Right. This will mostly It also means that you don't have to have the broadcasting station in that city. Right. This will mostly affect smaller markets, not so much the bigger markets that are already kind of already that. Yeah. So, yeah, we're already... We've been seeing the results of a major company owning our network since... Probably since we were born and beforehand. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this will affect smaller markets more. Yeah. Uh, speaking of expecting... Uh, gobbling up stuff... <laughs> uh, Sony Pictures Television Networks struck a deal earlier this year with Funimation. Right. Uh, that included the properties of Dragon Ball Z, Cowboy Bebop, One Piece, My Hero Academia, and Attack on Titan. All of those are which supposed to have uh, series returns the following year. Uh, so look for Sony to produce a bunch of those. Yeah. Or just have their animation in front. Um, keep going. <laughs> oh, yes. Remember LeVar Burton? I, I do. Remember that he was being sued? Right, about the Reading Rainbow stuff. <laughs> yeah. So he has like some catchphrases that he's had since the, the, the Reading Rainbow days in a format that he really loves. And, well, uh, the, the people who own the rights to the Reading Rainbow uh, uh IP, I guess you could say, yes. aren't super happy that he's continuing to identify with those elements of the show. Right. Uh, also, uh, Lamar Burton had originally bought up yeah. a majority stake in Reading Rainbow, but not the complete ownership of it. Right, yeah. He so that. when he tried to launch the Reading Rainbow app, right. he was met with some uh, legal lawsuits. Because he's not the sole owner. No. Uh, that is the broadcasting of it. Also, Disney uh, announced that this year that it would end its distribution with Netflix in order to launch its own network. That, yes, that was announced earlier this year. We've been talking <laughs> about it for a while now. Yeah. But that thing will happen uh, starting 2019, officially. Uh, so Disney will slowly be pulling their uh, stuff from Netflix and possibly from Hulu as well. Yes, we will definitely see. This um, is probably going... not. It's one of those stories that I don't think is going to be immediately uh, interesting, but will become incredibly important later. Oh, uh, yes. So, yeah. uh, speaking of other stuff being bought, CISO uh, got sold to Verve, or VRV streaming service. Yeah. Uh, including stuff that went to it was uh, Hidden America with Jonah Ray, the animated series Cyanide and Happiness, Harmon Quest, 
and McElroy Brothers, the podcast adaptation of McElroy. 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 My brother, my brother. And me. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh yes. Uh, last week tonight with John Oliver got yes. sued. Yeah, dude. Yeah, after you know, challenging the guy to sue him. Right. Totally it happened. Totally happened. Uh, I don't, uh, and then a bunch of legal drama got with that because they wanted it to be held in a smaller court. Right. Compared to a national where, so the smaller court being West Virginia, where the thing was originally. Uh, where the file was originally made, but neither pe- neither parties live in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. So, I think they actually went through with, if I remember correctly, they actually went through with that. And they will actually uh, have the trial uh, early next year in uh, West Virginia. Uh, speaking of acquisitions, AT&T reportedly buying Time Warner Cable... Yeah, so this is one of those things that was announced and then quickly disappeared because of some weird questions about whether this should be allowed to happen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because, but hey, is the SEC going to step in and do anything? I don't know. Let's I mean, see. Yeah, speaking of the SEC, I'm just yeah. going to put that out there right now. Just talking about everything wrong they've done. Yeah, I can't. it's been a bad year. I mean, yeah, I think that uh, there's no real episode of our four in, in installments where we can really talk about the net neutrality stuff because yeah. I don't know whether which one it would affect most. But well, yeah, kind of we should just yeah briefly talk about like yeah the SEC voted to um, basically uh, to uh, remove the uh, Obama era uh, net neutrality policy, which means that now there's potential. Nothing's been announced yet, but there's potential. For uh, service providers, internet service providers, to do stuff like throttling, do stuff like bundling, do stuff that they weren't allowed to do in the past with the internet, that now they have the freedom to do again. So we'll see. Right. Uh, moving on, the Arrowverse got re- another two-night crossover event, Crisis on Earth X. Uh, let's see, we did the franchise. Yes, we did. <laughs> All right. Uh, Marvel's Runaways. What's with all these numbers here? NFLPA. Netflix prices went up. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. A lot, yeah, but it did. Yeah, uh, not, yeah. They didn't go up by a whole bunch, but like I think two dollars. Yeah. But yeah. Um, let's see. Here. Amazon suspends top executive Roy Price. That's another one of those big ones. Yeah. Um. Titans got announced. CBS All Access happened. Uh, then we get to November right here, uh, which, you know, not a whole lot happened. Just a lot of new TV shows. I think we're pretty much covered everything. Kevin Spacey. Oh, the big one. Lord of the Rings deal. Yeah, so the Amazon uh, purchased the rights to make a Lord of the Rings television series. We had originally reported that several um, networks slash streaming services were up for bidding on it. But Amazon won out, as we predicted, because they have all that money, money. <laughs> but also because it makes sense, because they need a big temple, and this is that for them. Yep. Uh, that being said, they're, the thing they bought was the right to make it. That The the $250 million was the right to make right. it. Right, so it has They still have to put money for production. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much 
it. Those are the major stories, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so kind of th- themes this year. Acquisitions. We're acquisitions. Acquisitions uh, and firings. And firings and uh, and um, uh, there's something else uh, that was in my brain and just escaped. Uh, but yeah, acquisitions, firing. Oh yeah, and restrictions being like changed, like the yeah. laws about owning and operating television yeah. stations. I think those are your three big things. Um, so I don't know. What do we think the the biggest story is? I think it's probably a tie between, for me personally, I think it's a tie between the announcement of the Disney streaming service. Yeah. I think that's going to be incredibly important down the line. And the FCC regulations about uh, ownership, because I think that's going to affect a lot of people, just not us. Right. So that, that's the thing, is that we're not going to see the brunt of that. It's going to be smaller markets uh, that are going to see the brunt of that. And that's bad for smaller markets, potentially. Because it basically has the potential of removing local television as we know it. Right. So, yeah, I almost kind of want to give it to the Disney thing. Because ultimately, I think in five years, when we look back, it's going to change the dynamic of streaming services. But that's the thing, though, that is that's five years from now. The, or the two stream, years from the, now, technically. Oh, yeah. Well, no, the results will be seen for five years. The streaming service goes five to two years. Yeah. But that's... Two years from now. That's not right now. That's my only thing about ha- making it our story. Yeah, I know. While it is a big <laughs> story and a big shakeup and could potentially have a big impact, the fact that it's not impacting right now right. Then I, is I, our story. Then I'd say then I, I would be finally giving it to the, the FCC stuff. Okay. Because that's crazy. Yeah. And it could, it could have huge... Yeah, the fact that the FCC has let a lot of this stuff happen, yeah. and then let a lot of stuff just, like, bizarre stuff that they're even, like, worrying about. So too. essentially, deregulation is our theme, because yeah. Yeah, deregulation is a scary, scary thing, and it could have a lot of detrimental effects on television as we know it, but who knows? You don't want to be like, time to give to the shakeups? No. I think, again, like I said in the movies, that's such an overarching theme for everything yeah. that it's not just about television. Okay. So I think that, that that could be our 2017 theme of the year. Yeah. As opposed to naming it a specific a t- a t- specifically Whereas TV. TV, I think this FCC stuff affects TV the most. Yeah. When I think about it because of how many people get their TV from Netflix, this could directly affect streaming from Netflix. Right. The fact that it could be... Uh... The neutrality uh, stuff. The neutrality stuff, yeah. So yeah, combined with the neutrality yeah. stuff and the de- deregulation about co- co- corporate ownership, I think those two combined is probably our story. Okay, yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah, so the FCC deregulating things is FCC, our story boo. Boo! Con- congratulations on being our top story. You <laughs> sucked. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, but let's, go to our, let's get away from the top story and talk yeah. about our top Shows. Alrighty, since you went first for movies, uh, I'll go first this time. Okay. If that's okay. We'll we'll try to be speedy so we can get out of here in an hour. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, maybe less, actually. No, uh, we'll get time. Alright, so I'm going to start at the bottom, and now I'm here. Uh, <laughs> my number five television show... Well, first of all, I guess we've got a blanket over... TV was tough for us this year, because yes. just like movies, there were so many TV shows this year. Yes. Both new and returning. That it was very, very hard to pinpoint. It was a strong year for a lot of stuff that we watched. Right. We also had a lot of stuff in its final season, too. Yes. But a lot of stuff that premiered. And a lot of real great surprises that we didn't even see coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, going into my top five, my number five 
dropping from number one last year is Steven Universe. Okay. Steven Universe has to be on this top five because it's still probably one of the most uh, uh, inventive, one of the most clever, one of the most, uh, like, well-created, like, just solid animated shows on television. And it still is. The only reason why it's number five, to be honest, is because of its competition. Like, there are so many other things that I was like, okay, this is, like, something I have to talk about at the end of the year. So it didn't quite make number one. But that being said, some of the best episodes of the show aired this season. Uh, This season, we got to see a lot more of Homeworld. We got to learn more lore about the gems. And one character who was previously in the show, a side character that was only in the town episodes, is now forever changed and will never be the same. Can we say his name? I mean... Yeah, it's not really relevant. But yeah, like I think that the, the stuff that the show did in 2017 is insane and I would have never seen coming. Yeah, uh, the Universe is yeah. definitely gone places from where it once began. It's, it's, yeah. it's expanded a lot on its lore this year. There's a lot of lore dumps. It's still great. Um, it definitely had a lot of amazing moments this year. That being uh, said... Uh, I hate that they just bomb everything. And that's the thing. And the, the, another kind of reason, yeah, I didn't write about this uh, uh, on the, the post I made, but that's a great point, is it's periodical, just like, we're going to put five episodes out randomly, and we're not going to tell you really when it's going to be, and we're going to bomb them all week, or instead, we're just going to put them on, on demand. It's like, it makes it a harder show to keep up with, and that's kind of it to its detriment. Like, so that's kind of the downside, you're right, about about this year and maybe why it didn't rank as high. But still, uh, it's definitely important. Like, the stuff that happened this year is important to the show and will have long-lasting effects on the show. So, yeah, um, it definitely still one of the best shows on television, in my opinion. Just not the best anymore. Mm-hmm. But let's find out what else is on that list. Yeah, well, what's better than the Steven Universe? So, well, I don't know if that's fair, but <laughs> I had to rank these, so yeah. yes. Number four, Kill your darlings. Number four on my list is also a Cartoon Network show, and it's a show that debuted on Cartoon Network this year that surprised the pants out of me, and that is OKKO OK Let's Be Heroes. So this thing came really? out of literally nowhere, and it wasn't on my radar at all. And I just happened to like see like one day, I was like, oh, just check this out. See what's up with this thing. So this show is freaking amazing, and it's not amazing in the same way as the Steven Universe, in a way, they're almost like companion shows because it does a lot of stuff that Steven Universe doesn't need to do because it's not that kind of show. Yes, OKKO OK is mostly kind of more of a gag show. It's definitely a lot more kid-friendly uh, than some of the places that Steven Universe and even like Adventure Time went. This is definitely a little bit more of a, a traditional kids action show. But its heart and soul is still very much in tune to the stuff that Steven Universe is doing. It cares about its characters more than you think it should. It cares about its world more than you think it should. It really goes for lessons and like moral moral stuff that's beyond the reach of what I would think of as mostly a gag-oriented show. Um, it's created by somebody who worked on Steven Universe. In fact, uh, is is very close with the creator of Steven Universe, um, and it shows. Uh, it's it's got the same kind of passion in about its world and its characters to it, but it's so much more fun. Like, it's a more fun show, it's a funnier show, but it's, it's just, it's, it's a, such a crazy world that they created in that thing. Um, but also, it's, they packed pretty much an entire, like, show run in one, in like, the matter of months. This thing has had 52 episodes already, and it only aired over the course of, like, three or four months. 
They packed so much well, of the show. Well, that's because each episode is like 15 minutes. Yeah, but that's still like amazing for a show like this. Um, so yeah, um, if it's not on your radar, I recommend checking it out. It's one of the most fun like that I had. Like, and, and this show is a show that did in the same year in its debut year did an episode that was compl- like 100% an homage to Captain Planet with the original voices from Captain Planet. <laughs> that happened. And also an entire like an episode where a villain uh, which would quote new metal lyrics, yes. which made me super super happy. It's the whole thing is ridiculous, but it's so much fun. Check it out. Number three. Again, just like movies, my top three were really really hard to rank. Uh, but number three coming in is Star Wars: The Forces of Evil. Do you have any live actions? I do. I have one. <laughs> this is all cartoons. Are you sure you're? <laughs> You'll see. You're old. Ha ha ha. So Star uh, is a show that I've been watching for since it started. Uh, it always kind of felt to me, like especially the first season, felt like it was trying to be something big, but wasn't quite there. It started out kind of more, speaking of gag shows, it kind of more of a gag show. It wasn't like necessarily had a lot of lore to it. But then starting with season two, they started cranking up the lore machine and actually made these character like gave these characters depth and things happened to these characters. Season three ratchets that to 100. And, like, currently where the show is at is so different than it was when it debuted. The characters are, like, again, kind of what Steven Universe is doing, are transformed forever in a lot of key ways. Um, the world has evolved in, in, in a lot of insane different, different ways. It's a show that I feel like is on no one's radar, that nobody cares about, which is secretly becoming one of the best shows on TV, like, to me. Like, it's, it's so creative and so imaginative, and it's been doing stuff thematically that only, like, shows the Steven Universe have really touched on. No, is this because it went away from the high school yes. Earth aspect? exactly. Being, like, removing it from kind of being, like, a kid show set around high school has really benefited it. Like, taking it mostly into the world of magic has made it, like expand lore-wise in ways that it couldn't before. But I think that's also because it's building on those laurels of, you know these characters now. Yes. Whereas if it just would have jumped right into the magical world, no, it, wouldn't it could have, have been like, well, why didn't you do that before? Why did you do that now? Or... I think it's key because I think that it's, 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 it's... I think when you pitch a show, and I wrote a little bit about this on my post, or I, which will be going up today. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things when you pitch a show, you don't necessarily know what it's going to become. And I think when they pitched the show originally, it was a different time for television and animation. Now, I think that they see the, the freedom that they have. And I think that it's benefited it. I always love when shows evolve over the course of their run and become things that you never thought they would. Like, think about season one of Parson and Rec. Yeah. You know? The, season one of The Office, The American Office. Season one of, like, so many great shows that are in our, our canon usually end up in a completely different dimension, you know, in this case, literally, um, than they were when they started. And I think Star is a good example of that in an animated show. It's like, this is a completely different show, and I think it's better for it. But I still have two more. <laughs> Number two is BoJack Horseman on Netflix. Another cartoon. Yes, it is another animated cartoon, but it's very, very different than the other animated <laughs> shows on my list. This is definitely an adult show. Uh, I don't need to tell you that. It's in its fourth season this year, and I think even though the fourth season's not the strongest, 
I kind of want to put it this high because of just how much of a unique thing that this is. There is no show, animated or live action, that is like BoJack Horseman. It has such a delicate balance of the we're going to make like like make light of Hollywood and we're going to make constant pop culture references and some of the really deep cuts and be consistently hilarious while also hitting you over the head with amazingly dark thematic themes and really taking you into like the souls of these characters and making them go through some shit. Like in this season, this season is probably the most like consistent of that where it its balance is so like it balances on such a tightrope i'm shocked that it was successful in doing it this season has it was basically about family trauma about how like bojack is psychologically affected by his upbringing in crazy ways and how that affects his relationship with someone who might or may might not be his own daughter and it does it so carefully and so successfully that I was just like, the whole season, I was like, I can't believe they're pulling this off. It wasn't as consistent of a season for the rest of the kind of the side characters. But like I said, I'm not necessarily giving it to season four of Bojack. I'm kind of putting it up here just because of how crazy it is that this thing even got made and that it still exists and it's still amazingly great. So yeah, um, right now I've, I've been uh, ha- happily uh, kind of getting a refresher of season one through three. You've kind of been binging it here in the apartment. And I'm glad I did because it makes me appreciate season four even more as a result. It's a show that benefits from binge watching, uh, even though it can get heavy at times, especially into season three. Uh, but yeah, I uh, definitely recommend this season. It's strong uh, and it's definitely a show that can't exist anywhere else but Netflix and I'm glad it does. But the number one show of the year- Is was, that a cartoon? Was, no. Is not a cartoon, and it was the biggest surprise for me this year, and it's the Good Place. Okay. Yeah. So I hesitated with the Good Place. I thought that the concept originally, when it launched last year, was too high concept. I didn't think they were going to pick it, like like make that work. And I thought there's no way that this show is good. Then I actually watched it, and when you get past the pilot and it really gets its engines going. It is amazing. Again, kind of like BoJack, it's amazing that the thing exists, and two, that is on network television. It's, I wrote in my post, it's almost kind of like a window into a dimension where streaming never happened, <laughs> and network shows were able to really explore potential and like format and concept in network sitcoms. Because in 2017, the network sitcom is kind of in a weird, bad place. Yeah. NBC hasn't had a hit in years, in, in like since the ending of like Thirty Rock and uh, well, well, the Grace is back. Yeah, but it's not the same. Look, that's that's kind of emblematic. They're trying to return to an old style because that's what's been so successful for right. CBS. CBS has succeeded not on critically but on viewership because of they've been stuck in old ways of old sitcoms, and so yeah, the the state of the sitcom in 2017 is not great. But then you have the Good Place, which completely flips that on its head. It's not only hilarious, it's got some of the best joke writing on television right now, but it's also, the high concept works in its favor, which is insane. It's able to, to talk about subjects that sitcoms haven't talked about. It's able to like do crazy fantastical things that you'd only be able to do on a show like this. And it's able to explore your characters in a way that you can't without any other kind of setup. 
It's weird set up benefits the characters more than anything else, and it helps the writers kind of explore things that they did they wouldn't be able to if it was just a normal sitcom. And so yeah, it's just consistent throughout. Like season two is kind of in its hiatus right now, and it's still just as strong as season one was. Uh, if this isn't on your radar, it's on season one in its entirety is on Netflix. Check it out. It's better than you think it is, and I mean whoever you are. It's got something for everybody in that thing. I don't know a single person who wouldn't like The Good Place. It's amazingly qual- like like quality television, and yeah, and it, it's happening right now, and nobody's nobody's like talking about it. So yeah, go check it out. Okay, I'll go check it out right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll return back with my list. All right, let's. let's uh, now it's your turn. All right, now it's my turn, and you're getting up and moving around, which is worrisome. No. <laughs> Now, see, my list, uh, only one cartoon's on it. Okay. Uh, it's not the one you think, though. No, I'm pretty sure there's no crossover on either of our lists. Yes, the fact that you made the good place here, like yeah. action, means that there will be no crossover. There's no crossover here. Which uh, means we gotta uh, fight for our babies now. Uh-huh. Uh, so that being said, uh, because this is going up before the end of the year, I cannot, is it possible for me to review... Black Mirror Season 4. Right. Debuting December 29th. Does not count. It will not count in our uh, our, our list this year because there will be... Uh, I think that we should be able to include it next year because right. of how late it was. Right. It literally, it's literally premiering two days yeah. before the end of the year. AKA did not make the cutoff. <laughs> Just like the Academy does not make the cutoff. Right. Uh, that being said, um, I want to give a couple shout-outs to shows that I've watched that are not on my list real quick. Yeah. Uh, first one being uh, Voltron. I mean, that I feel like it's still good. We'll probably do the same thing we did with movies and talk about like honorable mentions after because yeah. I have a handful too. Okay, so we'll do that after that. Yeah. All right, so let's go with my number five. Um, this was a tough spot to give to. Yeah. Just like uh, as I did with the movie section, giving it the top five spot to um, the Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. This one, you're probably gonna groan at and moan at, <laughs> but. It is very enjoyable to watch, and that is The Orville. Oh, man. Okay. Now, <laughs> there's an asterisk to this, because I cannot include the pilot. Yeah, it's bad. That pilot is shit. That pilot is terrible. <laughs> that pilot crashed and burned kamikaze style. <laughs> but. That being said, every episode since then has been great. I don't know what they did. I don't know who's in charge over there, but they clearly <laughs> kicked whoever wrote that pilot out of the writer's room and, said, and said, we're going to do this thing our way. I think we're, Seth MacFarlane wrote that episode, is what I'm saying. Which is funny, because he's the star of the show, yet that pilot is terrible. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I know he's the, he wrote the show, and he's basically the creator of it, too. Yeah. But it's like they kicked him out of the room and said, okay... Now that he's got all his dumb jokes and clearly doesn't know how to write out of the way, let's do this the way we want him to do it. And it works on so many levels. <laughs> it is the Star Trek of a new generation. Um, it's I know that's tough. Except to say. for the actual Star Except Trek the actual of a new Star generation, Trek of new generation which is airing on CBS access. access. But yeah, that's beside the point. That's beside the point. But this thing does so well with space exploration and commentary on society and it's just it's so well done that 
I'm excited to see where this thing goes should it keep the pace that it's on. Yeah. My only fear is that Seth MacFarlane will take back the reins at some point <laughs> and make this thing a comedy a la Family Guy. Yeah, which we'll see. We'll see. It's so far away from that that I don't think it can ever go back to it. But there's so many possibilities for the same that one of them is that it can, in fact, go back to that. Yeah. Uh, that being said, my number four show is The Good Doctor. Uh, based off a Korean medical drama brought over Americanized for the States. Freddie Highmore is now a known thing again. I'm shocked to see show. this on your list because like, I feel like no one cares about this show. Are you serious? Yeah. No, this is actually uh, one of ABC's highest watched shows. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, uh, I only know that because I keep seeing the commercials for it. Yeah. <laughs> or what limited commercials I do see of it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Good Doctor does a really good uh, aspect of not going too far into the house region of medical drama. Uh-huh. And not so much into the Grey's Anatomy, we're going to care about the doctors. It's not dark and it's not a soap opera, is what right. you're saying. It's right in the middle. Yeah. It walks a very fine line to where it's very believable and yet also not. But it, but still very much about the characters and the characters' interactions with each other a la Scrubs. Yeah. Which is what I love about it. Because it doesn't... Because even though... Because it starts off with Freddie Hubbard being the new kid... But everyone else is so experienced that they don't trust him because he's he is autistic. Yet, through the progression of the show, you learn to trust him because not only is he the main character, right. but like his observations are right, and yet also they make him a faulty character, yeah. and, and which his predictions are also wrong. And that's the great thing about the show that it's not afraid to make the doctors wrong. Right. No one is a superhero in the show. Everyone feels real and that's why I love the show and it could have easily slid into that territory oh it could have easily yeah. done that to where he's autistic but he's always right could have easily done that they could have yeah but I'm glad that they didn't and I'm glad that they have not only the doctor's hesitation about him but also the patient's hesitation about him yeah. making it a real scenario and that's what makes this thing good Okay. And I'm excited to see this thing continue yeah. for the rest of the season. That since it basically just debuted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number three show is a cartoon. But not one that no. you would expect. Because of course not. <laughs> no, it's not one on your list. No. This one is a surprise to me. Because right. if you had told me that oh, I would yeah. pick a Nick Kroll show oh. on my <laughs> list, I would have said, you are wrong. I hate that guy. But here we are. And yet here we are, end of the year, talking about... Big Mouth. I can't believe that you put this on your list. Not because it's bad. I, I enjoyed some of it, too. I'm just shocked that you made room for it. I liked that show so much <laughs> that I initially put this thing on as a gag to yeah. see how bad this thing was. Yeah. And yet we watched the whole thing in, like, a, a day. day. Yeah. <laughs> it was that good. It was that entertaining. And the musical numbers are by far the best part about this thing. Yeah, that thing's funny, but I, it's like one of those things that's funny that like against literally all odds. Yes, <laughs> Nick Kroll, uh, uh, John Mulvaney, uh, yeah. Mendukis guy, the guy that I hate. Yeah, all great characters, all provide great voices. I think it's because I don't see their faces. 
makes you not want to have a disconnect with yeah. them. But that being said, it goes through puberty in such it talks about puberty in such an adult manner through kids' eyes <laughs> that blends super well with the comedic tone of these comedians. Yeah. It's it's something that you have to watch for yourself to understand. Yeah, grasp. there's no way we can explain it without sounding like the weirdest thing you've ever heard. Right. Like literally a show about puberty with kids and it's animated, but it's for adults. That sounds insane that that thing even, yeah, exists. Right. And yeah. the fact that it also, like, at times breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. To, to acknowledge that it is a Netflix show. That right. you yeah, are the streaming this. That it just elevates it. And, and I feel like it's a thing that, yeah, wasn't on anyone's radar. No. It's just like, this is one of those weird Dark Horse it's, things. Yeah, the thing that I saw people slightly bitching it on the internet. It's like, yeah. okay, I'll put, I'll put it on just to see what happens. But yeah, I'll, I'll be. Uh, so they did confirm that there's going to be a second season. Of yes. This thing. So we'll see where it goes. But man, I don't know where it can go anymore. Oh. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two is a uh, is a show that I personally adore. You're not going to see this is a show on anyone's list. Yeah. And, but I don't know why. You're not, also not going to see it on television anymore. Oh yeah, you're not going to see it on television. <laughs> uh, that is Man Seeking Woman. Yeah. So this was season three of the show? Uh, yes. This is season three of the show, and the, the unfortunately, the final season of the show. Um, I loved every aspect of the show, not just like the first and second season, but especially the third season, because they brought in the perspective of a woman, which was smart. It made everything feel new. It made it all feel fresh, and it, it was a revitalization, I feel, of the series, of what it could be because it wasn't just a guy's perspective on dating mm-hmm. but it was also a girl's perspective on a relationship and what they want and what like their friends want and how like superficial everything seemed and it went also went to that very um, like grandiose uh, like world that it does yeah. which I thoroughly enjoyed because it helped kind of the imagination world yeah because it helped explain things yeah on a broader scale yeah I always liked the concept like I always liked the like the high concept concept in that show with like the the dream sequences and stuff but just the humor of the first two seasons just turned me off so much that I had such a hard time getting into it I know and it's like but what how you describe season three it seems like okay so it seems like they redeemed themselves yeah and the way it ended with the wedding means uh that they like they had like more aspects like I like the finalization of it that if the name wasn't man seeking woman yeah this thing could still be going be its own kind of be thing. its own kind of thing almost like an anthology season yeah. series kind of thing yeah so it almost makes it sad that it's gone that it got canceled because it would be really cool to see what else they would have like your your theory was it's like if it did get renewed that they would have gone into like a married life kind of thing yeah and being about like the the trials and tribulations of starting a family. Right, and like that being kind of the, the the vision for the season. Right, but because, but because it's over, the, because it's over, and because the the title is "Man Seeking Woman," right. I feel that very limited to you could never yeah. have that that full relationship. You almost kind of have to rename it at that point. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But yeah, it's very unfortunate. But yeah, no, I, I see why you put it on there. Is this is kind of? I feel like this is you being like, here's something a claim for this thing that. That I really, really liked that's going away. It's my personal yeah. choice. Yes. And that brings us to my number one choice. Uh, 
that is Aziz Ansari in Master of None. From the first episode where it was homage to The Bicycle Thief, which is a classic Italian cinema, to the very last episode, I adored the journey of Dave and his parents and how he tries to navigate his way through love and relationship and career success. Yeah. And finding what does it mean to have that in New York in 2017. Yeah. It's a very modern take on a classic trope, but it's done so well Mm -hmm. that I just gush about it whenever I think about it. I wanted so badly to have this on my top five. I thought you would have this on your top five. It just didn't fit. There was, like I said, competition for me was ridiculous this year with TV. I had to whittle this down from like 15 shows, (laughs) just to let you know. And so I did have to kill a lot of darlings. Oh, I kill a lot of darlings. And of course, you know, part of my reason for not Putting it on there was because of the way this ends. Yes. I, I know you just like the way what they did with Aziz Ansari's character. I thought he was better than where he ends up. And no, I'm not. He's not, turns out. Which is a kind of a cool character moment. It's where, like, oh no, he has he can falter. He has his weaknesses, too. Right, he's not perfect. Which but I, also, what I just, liked. It's also, I felt, just went against the entire vibe of that show. To me. Oh, the entire message of what I was trying to say? I, especially considering if you juxtapose it with season one. Oh, yeah. I just felt like, I don't know, it just felt out of place for me. So because of the ending. It's not because of the ending. Think of it as the same reason why Wonder Woman didn't end up on my film list. It's because I loved it so much of it, but not as much as I loved the other things. Right. And so those had to well, win. Also, the ending of Wonder Woman just killed it for me. So that's the thing, and that's how I felt about this. You, the way you felt about Wonder Woman is how I felt about Master of Yeah. I was hoping I it was going to land on its feet, and it didn't. When the rest of it, that Thanksgiving episode, oh, yes. is the one of those perfect episodes of TV in the last ten years. I think when we, we ended it, that, that episode, we said, here, yeah. give it that thing all the Emmys. And it got it. And it got it. <laughs> for writing, at least, but yeah. well earned. Uh, I mean, the stuff that they did this season in the show, yes, some of the best television I've seen in a long time. But, so yes, it makes sense why you would have it as your number one. Right. I, do, I definitely agree with you. It, it, it earns the acclaim that it's gotten. Right. But now we have to fight for what is the number one show of okay. Media Boat. So I know that you... So I, I'm with you on Master of None, but I think consistent, consistency-wise... I still think The Good Place was a better show this year. Well, see, I only liked The Good Place once I understood the twist. Yes. But that didn't come until the, the, I started watching it from season Which two. Which is fair, because that's 2017. Yeah. You keep you keep that in mind. So That happened this year. Which is, why I, which is why I actually turned it on. Yeah. Because everyone said... Because I was reading internet stuff that said... Just start from season two, ignore season one, and then go back to it. I feel like that that being said, though, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't recommend doing that because you need to have affinity for the characters. Right. In order for any of season two to work. Well, because, like, the beginning of season two gave a brief, like, brief synopsis of what happened in season one. But not not, not in the same way. No, not in the same way. My argument would be is, like, you have to watch it as a whole because season two is a big payoff for season one. It's 100% reliant on you experiencing the things that the characters experience in season one for it to work 100%. But yeah, uh, Master None is great and it's quality, but The Good Place is friggin' hilarious in a lot of 
specific ways than I didn't think a network TV show could ever be. And the fact that it's on network TV, it's amazing that I'm even saying this about it. Yeah, the fact that... that Bachelor Bell has the freedom of Netflix. It's the, your prestige win. Right. And I don't know if I want to give it to a prestige win. Why not? Because it's hard. Because <laughs> you enjoyed Master Dunn so much, yes. except for the last it's episode. That, that, that harmed it so much for me. It, it harmed... You, you feel personal about that. A little bit. But then again, some of this has to be personal, right? Like, there is no such thing as objective... Criticism. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, well, what else? Those can't be the only two. We can also talk about some other ones in this okay. conversation. Well... Not on your list. No, but, no, no, not on my list. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I thought Big Mouth was fine, but it would never... Oh, no, 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 I wouldn't want to put it... No, I would, well, I wouldn't give it the, the our top show. I mean, how'd you... I'd go with Star. Yeah, how'd you feel about Star and Steven Universe, seeing as you watched a lot of those, too? Okay. Uh, I didn't enjoy Steven Universe as much because it went away from what that show was which was a family aspect it went more of a lore yeah. bigger world but the, that's the thing with Steven Universe is it's go it's like a roller coaster for show yeah. it goes back and forth right and one of the things I wrote in my post about it um, was um, was was that it's doing a thing right now where it's trying to combine those two sides of the show because in the first few seasons it was basically a show of two sides it was the gem stuff and the town stuff and you would either get a town episode or you would get a gym episode. And the reaction on the internet most of the time was people thought the town episodes were filler and that they weren't as good and people love the lore dumps. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing now with the show is that they're combining those two worlds. Mm-hmm. Now the town and the gems are now inextricable from, ex- from each other. They're now combined to the point where the show is about both at the same time. And so like, I think that, it, yeah, you're right. It's becoming something different because of that. But I think it's beneficial because it's it's unifying something that was almost two different shows. But that being said, I love the direction Star yeah. took. Okay. I love that it went that this that this this past season immediately well one, it left off at a cliffhanger, which was nice. Yeah. And then immediately picked up right where with it, a bang, right yes. where it left off. And didn't stop from there on. Right. Like, in a kind of similar way, just like Steven Universe, Star has no filler episodes anymore. No, it's com- it did the same thing. Where it combined kind of the everybody else, like the kind of the their equivalent of the townspeople, into the main plot in crazy ways too. Well, the fact that that it set up a lot of the characters already that you've met, like periodically throughout the universe. Yeah, and now bringing it all together into one that. That makes it so much better. Because it's like, oh yeah, I remember that character. Oh, they're now important. Yeah. Oh, I remember that character. Yeah. Like, like some of your favorite characters are now interacting in crossover episodes. And any episode where they bring back Jana, I'm happy. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's like... It's it's not only that, but it's also heartfelt. It yeah. has a lot of heart in Steven Universe. It, 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 it both, really. And, 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 and Star. I, like, I, I think, okay... If, if we're giving the consolation price to Star, I will. I, I am okay with giving Master and number one. That's the compromise I want to make with you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Because well, I, was, I was just going to say that we'll, we'll, just, we'll just cancel our number ones. I'll just make Star show. No. I'm not ready to do that. You're not ready to do that? It's great, but I'm not ready to do that. Okay. It may earn that in the future. It may next year, maybe. Keep that in mind. But no, I don't think we should cancel them out because I think that you're right. 
the stuff that Asteroid Man did in the second season is stuff that is like really prestige television. Like it's the most prestige television. It's like the direction and the writing is just such of a high tier of quality mm-hmm. that it's leaps and bounds over most things that are on TV. Just because I have personal gripes about the direction it went, and just because I think the good place is this like magical unicorn that, yeah. that, that, that and I want to acclaim it because of that. I think you're still not wrong about Master None, and so I'm okay with giving it that our show of the year. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And that being said, uh, we have uh, several shows that we did watch that we'd want to give special recognition to. Honorable mentions. Uh, to Voltron. I love what they're doing with that show. It's just not a complete season for me. <laughs> well, it's not. They keep doing shorts and stops of it. I know. So. Uh, Quantico, even though it, I like where they ended it, they will bring it back. I just may not jump back on that train. I yeah. like I like where they ended season three. Or season two. Um, Unbreakable, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. Kimmy Schmidt. All right. Uh, should we give a, a tip of the hat to the end of Girls? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Not really. All right. Uh, we did watch The Defenders. Yeah. That was a thing that happened. We enjoyed it, but not enough to go back to each individual uh Persons series. Uh, Game of Thrones, I liked it, but but the previous season was such a high, and this season was such a setup season that I can't couldn't put it on my list. Yeah. That it just it always every episode maybe wanting more, but in a bad way. Uh, also, American Vandal. People on the internet loved yeah. that thing. Yeah. I could... You didn't get it. I didn't get it. I could care less about that thing. Uh, this is Us. I loved it. I just feel like I'm getting the same feelings I had about that thing when I watched Parenthood when that premiered. Yeah. And I dropped off of Parenthood so fast... Yeah. ...that I fair. feel like I could easily drop off of this thing. It could happen. It could happen. <laughs> May have already happened. Well, no, it's in the middle <laughs> season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. The Good Place. Uh, Rick and Morty. We mentioned. Yeah, but... The fans ruined that thing. Well, also, I just felt like this season wasn't as good. Yeah. I just felt like the actual season, just, there was a couple of highlights. Uh, everybody wants to talk about the freaking Pickle Rick episode, and I get it. Yes. But at the same time, it's just like, eh, it's, it had its high points already, and I actually think it's just spinning its wheels at this point. Right. Um, also, we saw Stranger Things 2. Still don't care a thing for it. And lastly, we need to give a shout-out to Last Week Tonight. Yeah, still great. Still great. That thing is still great TV. There's just a lot of it. Yeah. But the research they do on that show is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I have a few ones I want to throw into the hat here. Go ahead. Uh, so my honorable mentions, uh, Jeopardy, our <laughs> companion throughout the year, was like super, super great this year. The, the, some of the contestants were super memorable. I want to toss in a DuckTales. Oh, yeah. Uh, because here too. it was a shocking that a reboot of a show from the 80s held up as well as it does. They're taking it in an amazing direction. The writing is spectacular. If there weren't such high competition, it would have been on my top five this year. Yeah. I thought it was a, it's, it, it's excellent so far, and I ex, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, see, I thought that was going to be one of your shows. I thought it was, too. I also thought that this other one was going to, but it didn't quite make the list either. Uh, I want to give a special shout-out to uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers. It's been oh, yeah. extremely consistent all year, and uh, Seth, the stuff that Seth and, it's, uh, uh, and the other writers on the show are doing is so good. I, I, so I, consistent. You know what? 
Yeah, I, I continue. I continuously not necessarily for the interviews, but I watch because Seth Meyers yeah. puts all his stuff on YouTube. Yes, I consistently watch that yeah. like daily. He's a great interviewer though too. I don't want to poo-poo that part of the show. Oh yeah, like especially when it's somebody he knows. It's just amazing to see him go. Like it, he has that kind of thing that uh, John Stewart used to have, where it's like if they, if they're friends, they have a rapport immediately, and they just move. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, the the the, the closer look segments are. are Amazing and keep the, me updated, the check-ins. keep me updated on politics and yep. the the stuff that the the writers are doing like Amber Ruffin's stuff is just consistent. Yes, I, I, yes. One of the favorite segments on there is mm-hmm. uh, jokes stuff can't say. Yeah, that's also or, uh, also right Amber's there. corner. Yeah, and the Amber says what? Yeah, Amber says what? So they're, they're all great. Uh, yeah. But anyways, I just want to I want to throw that in there because yes. in any other year that that would be the number one show. But just I think, too much competition. Yeah. Too much competition. Like you said, give it to the prestige. Yes. All right, uh, so that'll do it. Uh, let's wrap this one up quick. Uh, this was our TV segment. We have music and video games. It's sure to come the next couple days in your week. So that's when, uh, that'll be Thursday. We'll post the uh, music episode. Friday, we'll post the video game episode. This will all be on your iTunes feed. So go to iTunes and search Media Boat Podcast if you haven't already subscribed. If you uh, uh, want to find us on social media, we're on uh, Twitter, at Media Boat Cast. We're on Facebook. Just search Media Boat Podcast. If you want to watch a streaming live level live podcast, as we usually do on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, just go to YouTube and search Media Boat Podcast on there. We're also on MediaBoatPodcast.com. We have written versions of these top fives going up the day that same day that the podcasts go up. So check that out. Our film will have already been up by the time you're listening to this, and TV will be going up today. You will also have other features weekly on MediaBoatPodcast.com, so routinely check us out. You can also help us on Patreon.com slash MediaBoat if you want to donate as little as a dollar a month to help us out make this content even better. <sighs> Felt like it was a micro machine tonight <laughs> for a second. All right, that'll wrap it up. We will be back for the regular podcast tomorrow night on Wednesday yep. night, and we'll be back for on Thursday for a music, so stay tuned for that and more. Yep. Uh, yep. If you want to see what we think about movies, you can check out check that out right now. If right you're to this later, you can check out what we think about music. All right. So tune in next time. Bye. All right. Right now. Bye. Bye.